From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 375, and today's show is brought to you by Squarespace, ExpressVPN, and Eero. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by Mr. Brad Dowdy. That's a big number, Mike. 375. 375. Like yeah. All the great shows. That's a lot of episodes mm-hmm. about pens, which, you know, that's kind of our jam. I think that's what we do. And we have an inordinate amount of things to talk about today, which I think caught both of us off guard. Mm-hmm. Like, you never know sometimes as we're going through the, the document build, and we've talked about this through the years, and they just kind of come together. And this one continued to come together more and a little bit more. Well, throughout my morning as I was getting ready for the show, I was like, oh, I want to, oh, and this, oh, I want to talk about this, oh, and what about this thing? So, yeah, this is a what about this thing type of episode. Right, right. And behind the scenes, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're super behind on Ask TPA, so let's just do the whole episode of Ask TPA, and it just kept getting pushed down and pushed yep. down further. So I've got things and I now, to talk about, like time limits. Yeah. Yeah, and now we may not get to them, so we're going to get to your Ask TPA questions. Don't worry about that, but we need to hear the progress of your platinum exactly. situation um you know that's that's more important right now like you stressed a lot of people out <laughs> with your with your platinum problem so i want you to give us a little recap and Some then tell us where we're at we'll have seen my uh platinum 3776 galaxy yeah i had it uh at the san francisco pen show and i actually at while at the show found out the the fate of my kind of situation as it is to be decided by the uh company that like the platinum dealer or whatever they were called distributor um, distributor that's the word i was looking for effectively the situation is uh i need to send them the whole pen which annoys me greatly because it's unnecessary them, them being platinum not the distributor correct? i have to send it to the distributor who will okay. then send it to platinum gotcha is my understanding um i'm very unhappy with this <laughs> for for a number of reasons uh one it's because i know it's not necessary like the nib isn't even in the pen right now right right which but that's not the thing i'm going to tell them right i don't want to tell them that i want to tell them i've taken it out right Yes, yes. They don't know I've taken it out. Nobody tell them. Nobody tell Platinum. Everyone's going to agree <laughs> to keep their mouth shut on this one. So I need to now put it back in, and then we'll mail them the pen. But, like, I now lose the pen, right? This this expensive pen is now just, like, out on its own in the world, being mailed between company to company. Like, am I going to get any kind of tracking of this? Am I going to get any kind of idea of how long this is going to take? My answer to all of these questions, I'm sure, will be no. No, you will not. (laughs) And then maybe one day, if you're lucky, your incredibly expensive Arushi Raden Galaxy Starlight will arrive back at home for you. That's how I know this is going to (sighs) go. I I don't really know how to feel about this situation. Like, there is a part of me that just doesn't want to do it because I don't Mm. want to risk losing it. This pen with the nib that I have in it from my 3776 Levend, the 14-carat nib, is wonderful, right? And Mm. I love this pen just as it is right now. I'm sure I would love it the same or even more with its correct nib in it, but... I'm very hesitant to send it. So here's my thoughts. I think your reasoning is valid. And I think your reasoning is accurate. I think what you said is going to happen. This pen will be off into the ether. And then one day it's going to show back up with not a lot of chatter in between. Mm -hmm. And that's a difficult position to be in. But I'm also really worried about the idea of it never showing up again, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you you'll have the distributor on your side. Like it's going to be a valid, you know, return to them. So that'll be tracked. It's after that where you kind of lose touch, right? When you're uh, when you're three levels away from it, you know, where the pin is at the time. I'm taking a positive tact that this will be turned around in a reasonable time frame. Um, by that, my guess would be three months. Uh, <laughs> that, feels, that, that is unreasonable to me, though. I agree. I But I'm just the path that this pen, the, the journey that it's about to embark on, 
it's going to take that amount of time. So that's why I'm putting that in your head. And I think that would be on the short end, Mike, to be honest. I think, you know, this might be a six-month process, which is unfortunate. And it's it's not right. I'm not saying that it is. I'm just trying to set the expectations. Maybe we'll all be surprised on the path that it takes uh, to get back to you. But I still feel like it's going to work out well at this point. I don't see any reason why it's not. Um, worst case scenario, they're going to send you like a new pen immediately, right? Because they're still available somewhere. They can mm-hmm. corral one from somewhere. Like we saw one at the pen show, right? So um, that's a possibility as well. Once they get it in hand, they might just go, oh, let's replace it. And then we can work on this. I don't know that that's going to happen. But yeah, it's it's it stinks for you. Like I mean, I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. It's it's a annoying situation to be in, especially with the price you paid. So um, I'm trying to I'm trying to you know stay a little bit positive. But if I was in your shoes, I'd I'd feel the same way, no doubt. It's like I feel like I and there is, you know, I was about to say this is gonna sound silly. It's not gonna sound silly here. I feel like I haven't even got to know this pen yet. And no, that's a fair I, thing to say. I'm having to let it go already, and it, it makes me upset. I'm not happy about it, but yeah, if I was in the same boat with like, say I bought a Nakaya that was brand new, like I didn't buy any secondhand, I bought it brand new and had some major flaw that I had to send it, I would feel the same way you're feeling. Like I put a lot of, you know, thought and care into choosing this pen and I got to know it for, you know, a few days and now it's gone again. Like, is the feeling going to be the same when it returns? I also don't like your stupid big long Nakaya. <laughs> I, I actually forgot about this. I was wondering if it was going to come up in the podcast last week, and then I didn't think about it anymore. I mean, I knew that, right? Like, yeah. I did that on purpose. Like, yep. this is not the Nakaya you're looking for, right? So tell me tell me what you think about this pen. This is the long cigar hairline finish Nakaya, so it's not a lacquered finish, which is what Nakaya is really known for. This is a extremely different Nakaya in the realm of Nakaya. So what are your thoughts? It's just too long. Everything about it is too long for, for me. Like, the pen is huge it doesn't even fit properly in any of your cases which is why when i picked up one of your cases it slipped out and fell on the floor which was just like a, <laughs> i thought it's very might murder me at that point but it was okay nah. um and to hold it like it just feels wrong to me like it's it's just far too big and and it feels like it's far too big in a way that is not like i don't know what the i can't see what the benefit of it is yeah, it's a glorious writer. With a pen that size, you get a big, wet, juicy nib on the end of that thing, oh and you just go to town. And that's what I'm enjoying. You know, you as soon as you started writing with it, you're like, ooh, I like this ink. because Not because of the ink, but because of the entirety of your writing experience with that, even though that's Maybe. not a pen for you. I mean, I, you were I like, just like oh, the this color. this is interesting. Like, honestly, like I like that sure. you had this, like, a dark black pen with, like, right. a crazy... Uh, blue uh, green it's green, I should say. green. Mm-hmm. yeah it was the ackerman the bright ackerman ink uh, mm-hmm. 28 huff quartier grown uh, i don't know if i have that right if it's 28 or not but yeah it's a lovely ink so yeah that's the idea of that pen like i'm not sitting down and journaling with that pen like i'll write notes and you know do all kinds of things with it but it's just you know it's not like i'm gonna sit down and you know make a to-do list with that pen but i thoroughly enjoy writing with that pen like a lot but I, get I knew from the fear. moment I got it, I, yeah, I knew from the minute I got it, I said, Mike will not like this pen, but I wanted to get it in your hands to be sure. And like, it was instant. Like, yeah, you do not like it. And I mean, that's yeah, normal. That's kind of what I expected. I, uh, I'm doing something now that I've never done before mm-hmm. and I've gotten a bit lost on the sailor page on nibs.com. Mm-hmm. This, this is a, this is a bad news environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were you looking for, Nakayas, and you just clicked the wrong link or something? I didn't click the wrong link. <laughs> I clicked the link that I I was thinking to myself, huh, I wonder. And yeah, it turns out that they have a bunch of different things that I'd never really paid much attention to, like all mm-hmm. of the Arushi King of Pen. Yeah, there's some crazy ones out there, some, some mega expensive ones. They're beautiful, ones. beautiful. And have you yeah, ever seen are... the 
the Pro Gear Fire? No, that's brand new. Like brand, brand new? Brand, brand new. This is an exciting like, looking pen, Brad. Do they even have it like for sale or is it like pre-order? I it think says it's that back new. order. Yeah, I think that means it's not in stock yet. It's like about like, to happen right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? Uh, not in person, just pictures. Like, I mean, I don't love it because of the gold trim. but I love red with gold. Yeah, that's not my not my thing. No, I know it's not for you. They also mm-hmm. have a, a regular pro gear in it. You, they have the full lineup of that pen, just like they did with the sky and the ocean. They'll do from bottom to top. Right, end, yeah, because like, it's part of the Elements series. Right, right. I might Which get is cool. I like that they do that. I like that they do that. Which will the the king of pen size one or a normal Mm-mm, size one? Regular size, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I don't need another king of pen. I am no. one king of pen down, but we're not going to talk about that. Oh just yet. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there is. True. I am. I am missing. Not lost. I know where it is. It's in. Mm-hmm. It's in. It's in good hands. But I am Very currently uh, missing a king of pen. <laughs> Might not really be able to talk about this with any great detail until sometime Quite next year. Quite a while. Yeah. But something, something's happening. But oh boy. I think people can guess. I think our listeners can guess. Well, I'll let them. Uh, I love this. I love this pro gear. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very good looking pen. Well, get off this page and tell me what you found here oh, on yeah. this next link because I'm very confused at what you've even linked in here in the, in the wording exactly. you used. So. I went to, uh, I was in San Francisco for a few days and I was, we, mm. on our last day, we'd been to the Museum of Ice Cream, which is a real place. Nice. That, which was a lot of fun. Uh, it's Instagram Central over there. Um, <laughs> so we went and did that. And then we were kind of walking around for a little bit before uh, we departed. And I saw a Lamy store mm-hmm. in San Francisco. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'll their, go in. One of their new boutiques. Yeah, and I went in, and uh, there were a couple of members of staff there who were two things, incredibly knowledgeable and incredibly pushy. <laughs> Very pushy. They they were trying to get us to literally buy the place out, it felt like. But huh. they knew what they were talking about. One thing sure. I didn't know, did you know Lamy was making notebooks right now? Yes. Did like, not know uh, um, some of the our Australian and Far Eastern friends got a got a hold of them through Lamy Australia and have been putting reviews out, like Diana from, uh, um, oh gosh, <laughs> I'm blanking on the on the the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, the nib section, yeah, the nib section. Sorry, I was blanking. There you go. And then uh, Yagen from Macchiato Man, um, all got a bunch of the new Lamy notebooks, and they were a pretty displeased with the paper like i think technically like the notebook was good but for fountain pens that they didn't uh didn't care for the um didn't care for the paper Wait. quality quality so i'll be interested in trying them out i'm also on lami's website right now did you mm-hmm. know that they have a limited edition arushi dialogue i did not <laughs> it's available until the end of 2019 they have Arushi? So this is a what are they doing? This is this is a Lamy problem, right? We should know about this, right? This is why I need this to run. This is like Lamy. Our exact they've. It's like they've exactly done the thing that we want to know. Tony's saying it's a set of four pens. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, and there are only thirty three sets in the world. All right, so let's ignore that. I don't even want to bother looking. That's into fine it anymore. But like, why don't we still. know that? Why didn't we right. know that before now? But anyway, so I'm they're surprised. making notebooks right now, and I was like in the store. And the the staff were knowledgeable. Like, I feel like we were testing each other, right? Mm-hmm. They were testing sure, me, sure, and sure. I was testing them, and we were talking about some stuff, and we were like, "Oh, okay." Like, uh, we were talking about like Adina mentioned something about the vanishing point, and mm-hmm. the guy was like, "Oh, do you know we make a vanishing point?" Like, he that they were the words that he used because he knew <laughs> what it was. Like, he he had sure. a vanishing point clipped in his pocket, right? So like. They were That's knowledgeable about pens in general, as well mm-hmm. as just Lamy products. But I really liked the way it was like, oh, do you know that we make a vanishing point and got the Dialogue 3 out? And I was playing around with that. It's a beautiful pen. I love it. It's just too yeah. chunky for me. Um, totally. like, it, it is easier for me to use from a clip perspective than the um, uh, than the vanishing point is. But right. uh, I, you know, I, enjoyed, I enjoy it. They had the piano black one, too. Yes. It's really good looking. 
Oh, they're they're stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I was like looking around, I was looking in their cabinets and stuff, and I saw a pen I've never seen before called the Lamy Balloon. Right. And I was like, what is that? And they showed it to me. I, they took it out of the case, and the lady was like, oh, you know, like it's not available in the US, but we have it here because uh, we're the Lamy store. Like you can get it in Europe pretty easily. And she was showing me that um, one of the things that's cool about the refill, like the type of, it's a rollable refill. Like if you write on it like straight up, it's a thinner line and you write on it in the side and it's a thicker line and it's a nice smooth refill. I tried it out and I had it in like a green and a blue and an orange or red or something. And I picked the green one and I really like it. It's just like a fun, it's like a fun little pen uh, that does some weird stuff. And it's like a really nice, very great, great, great refill. Uh, so yeah, I bought a Lamy balloon. Nice. So I reviewed that almost ten years ago now. Oh my god! <laughs> Twenty ten. I pulled up the review. Wow. So I guess it's nine years ago, October eighteenth. The Lamy balloon rollerball, and I raved and raved and raved about everything but the refill. It is one of my favorite designs Lamy's ever made hmm. from a functional and feel perspective. I adore the pen. I adore the bright colors. This is what I want the Lamy Vista to be in the fountain pen lineup. Great pen. Like looking. But the the refill at the time was trash. And huh. it's highly proprietary. Like there's no oh, ways yeah. around yeah, yeah, yeah. what this it's refill. It's this tiny little thing. Like it from looking at your picture, the refill looks exactly the same. But mm-hmm. it definitely does not perform the way that you are saying in the review that it performs. Yeah. So maybe it's time for me to try that again. You because should. Because it's been nine years since since that time. And maybe the refill has been upgraded to, to work well. Because I think the pen itself is fantastic. Um, what I'm mostly concerned with is the following statement in our document. It says left-handed nib two. Is this in relation to the balloon or is this something else? That's where you threw me oh. off here. I was like, this could be interesting. What is going on here? I bought one of the left-handed nibs. Oh, nice. So like just a, the nib by itself that just you can slot nib. into your... Good. Yeah, so That's, I... I'll be interested to see what you think. I'm keeping this for... I don't have a Lamy pen that I specifically want to put this onto right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I've never been able to track one of these down very easily. Um, like I've mm-hmm. tried and, you know, I've kind of like that and, yeah. and it's whatever, but I tried it out in the store and it was like, oh, this is really, this is really good. Uh, yeah, so cool. I now own one. It's sitting here on my desk and at some point I will pick a safari or something to put it onto. But right now nice. I haven't really got one that I necessarily am like that excited to put it onto. Maybe I could put it onto my Pikachu one or something. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's a good idea. Do you know how to remove those nibs? Nah, man. It's very easy. That's why I'm asking you because right. it's either very obvious or it looks like, like it just, you don't like, know what to do. You just snap you slide it off. it off. Slide it. You off. just slide right, cool, it cool. off. And right. what you can do is get like a piece of like scotch tape, you know, like mm-hmm. lightly adhesive tape, put it around there, and then just pull, and it just slides right off, and you slide the other one right on. It's yeah. very simple. I never um, take a nib off of a pen like mm-hmm. line that's new to me without checking out YouTube first. Yeah, this one is different. In that it's really easy compared to a lot of nibs. Yeah, like taking the nib out of my uh, thirty-seven seventy-six, Adina was like wincing. Yeah, that's a that's a different deal because altogether. Because it's making just bad noises, right? Like it's like <laughs> squeaking and clicking, right? Because like, well, yeah. I know these things. Sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta mm-hmm. get them out, and you're moving it, and you're twisting it, and it's pull, and you're gonna get it, but it's gonna make you feel like you're ruining everything. So. Yep. Yep. All right, should we take a break? Yeah, let's. This has been this has been an interesting conversation so far. I love where this is going. I like surprising you sometimes when yeah. I do things that you don't expect. Yeah, and I like surprising you with a answer that I answered nine years ago. So that's always cool. <laughs> I have no memory of that pen. It, you know what? It is I very do. possible that we discussed it on an episode of the show. We did because I, I remember that one because I really love that pen and I wanted it to be better. That's all. Oh, wow. So when I say it's funny because I say like, oh, I've never heard of this before. But we may have come, it may have come up. It may have come oh, up. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. All right. 
Today's episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. You might think that nobody wants your online data or to snoop on you and try and do something nasty, but when you browse the web without anything to protect your privacy, you are risking ad companies and more collecting your data and information. And it happens to people like us. It happens to all of us, which is why... I recommend and use ExpressVPN when I'm using uh, Wi-Fi that I'm not familiar with. ExpressVPN runs in the background of your computer or phone, encrypting your data, hiding your public IP address. All you need to do is just download the app, which is available on all platforms, click to connect, and you are protected. They are rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar. ExpressVPN uses new cutting-edge technology called Trusted Server to make sure there are no logs of what you're doing online, and it costs less than $7 a month and comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. The most time that I use ExpressVPN is when I travel because I'm always connecting to Wi-Fi networks that are either have no password or you know it's like it's a network that I'm unfamiliar with, and there are lots and lots of people connected to it, and it just gives me the peace of mind to be able to just surf and I never notice it either I usually will come home and it will be still be on for a bit I'll be like oh I didn't notice that because the speed's really mm-hmm. good so I like yep. that a lot you can protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash penaddict that's expressvpn.com slash penaddict for three months free of a one year package take back your online privacy by going to that web address once more it is expressvpn.com slash penaddict our thanks to expressvpn for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. So I want to talk about something important to me right now, which is uh, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Did you know that between 180,000 and 240,000 children are diagnosed every single year with cancer? And treatments invented at St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital have helped push the overall child cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80% since they opened more than 50 years ago. And St. Jude will not stop until no child dies from cancer. You can support St. Jude's life-saving mission of finding cures and saving children by during Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, which is September, by going to stjude.org slash penaddict. Once again, that is stjude.org slash penaddict to donate now. You will have heard us talking about this a couple of weeks ago on the live show. Relay FM is St. Jude's first official podcasting partner. We're trying to raise um, at least, in my mind, at least $75,000. That's our goal. I am honored and humbled and so thrilled to say that as of the 4th of September, we have raised $32,560. We're nearly halfway there. So if you have donated to this campaign, thank you so much. Hey, why don't you do it again? If you haven't, please give (laughs) us some money. Like This is something that's so important to all of us. And ultimately, what we're trying to do is raise money for children that have cancer and... Mm -hmm. We know. Yeah. What more? What more good stuff do you need? Right. I told Mike in person when I first learned of this news how excited I was because part of my goal in you know doing the things that I do is to give back. And anyone who's subscribed to you know like my Panatic membership newsletter knows that there's a charity part of my work. And St. Jude has always been one of the the biggest platforms that it, I, I like to support in you know, like all the scheme of all the charities. Like every year I donate to St. Jude at least once, if not twice. And I'm just grateful to be able to do that. And I want to continue to do that. And then to find out that the network was essentially the Relay FM network was essentially selected by St. Jude to be their first <laughs> like podcast partner, like in the charity realm. It's it's a big deal. Like I can't relay that enough in words, no pun intended. Hmm. Um, that how big of a deal that is because I follow a lot of like St. Jude's charity work and they work with like some really big corporations and just to see relay be involved with that and me be involved with relay makes me so proud to be part of this team and family really is what it is. And I, I just think it's really cool and I'm going to work on, I have some things cooking for giveaways and ways we can, you know, do like raffles and things like that for, um, to raise money more for the, for pen addict and relay FM and St. Jude and this whole entire month. So, uh, stay tuned for Thank more you. on that, but I am just, I'm, I'm flipping thrilled. I, I don't know mm-hmm. what to say more than that, other than I'm so happy that we're part of this, like officially part of this, regardless of everything we've done before. 
Yeah, and one little thing that I think is cool to note as well, like you may have noticed uh, Relay FM turning gold yeah. this month. So there's the the, the artwork has uh, a little gold cut out now instead of the mm-hmm. regular one, which is blue for us. The network's logo is gold. That is the color of uh, September, right? So Childhood Cancer mm-hmm. Awareness Month. Like other, like so, like breast cancer has pink, for example, right? And gold mm-hmm. is the color for 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 September. And Wonderful. I just that they want to mention that, right? Like this is something that's important to the fundraising company, like the fundraising arm of St Jude, because that's that's kind of one of the things that helps people get, raise awareness right that when you see that color during the month of september you know what it's about so that's nice. why we're doing that too awesome well i am just i'm thrilled and i'm i'm ready to get uh cranking up even more than you already have like mm-hmm. it's already off to a huge huge start so yeah very cool all right we had some interesting news you Kid. just sent me. I'm intrigued about it. You sent me a link to an Instagram account called at Capital Pen Show. Uh huh. It is, as the description says, an exciting new London pen show for 2020 in association with Izod's Pens. Um, Izod's are a company in the UK who are one of the dealers of some high-end brands. Like uh, they, they work. They're like Mont Blanc and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. They do a lot of interest in stuff. They have a lot of interest in pens available. Um, they they work uh, with Robert Oster as well in the UK. Mm-hmm. They're the authorized dealer retailer, of, uh, one of the authorized retailers of Robert Oster in the UK. So, like, they understand that. I guess that that's the kind of important thing. But they they seem to be mostly a dealer of some some brands, right? So, I, I honestly, yeah. I tell you, I don't know a lot about Isos. <laughs> Yeah, and like you, I got a link, and just a link, and I clicked the link, and I saw it was the Capital Pen Show. I'm like, oh boy, we're gonna have to talk about this DC sub show thing again, and it's got like a name. That's totally where my head went uh-huh. when I saw the Capital Pen Show. I was like, oh man, right because you know we're the only ones that matter. But um, this is interesting because it seems to be separate than the what is it the London Writing Equipment Show that is now twice a year, right? Yeah, because the is London the, Writing Equipment Society. This is a completely different thing, right? And they're like, you know, they have the location, they have the dates, they have everything. So I don't know. This is just something to pay attention to. Yep. I'm our Mike and I's interest is certainly peaked <laughs> because we've talked about this before, yep. right? Would it be worth it for me to come like over to the the LWES, which you felt and me seeing you know what it was like didn't seem like it was necessarily like worth a trip but if this becomes a thing i don't know we might have to reconsider that right yep they've got a robot oster show inc london bus red which looks great yeah it's already built already made or already in the queue yep but um um, to have a retailer who seems to be you know pretty connected behind the show i'm interested let's see what happens here next year could be interesting and we definitely have some friends over there we can talk to and, and see how it's going and see if we can get some more information. But that would just kind of dropped out of the blue. Yeah, I'm. so it says the show will bring together many leading retailers along with some special guests, exclusive products, and workshops that will showcase the amazing talent and skills in our industry. The show's for Are the, the pen special community. Guests? I don't know. No one's reached out to me. I mean, I, frankly, I find kidding. it almost insulting <laughs> at this point. But, right? You're, you know. you're off the list. But it's going to be June 13th, 2020. I mean, June is always a danger month for me anyway, because who knows when I'm going to sure. be in San Jose. It's in central London. Probably it's then. near High Park. They've got mm-hmm. a great location. They've got a great name. The Capital Pen Show is a great name. Um, I'm intrigued, to say the least, right. because I'm hoping that this will be at least getting to what I think we should have here in London. It, deservedly so. Like It needs to be a much larger scale. And I think if Tokyo is any indication, I mean, I know the... The community is much more built in mm-hmm. in Japan, but that was their first year last year, and they exceeded like every expectation under the sun. And uh, how a city like London doesn't really have that destination pen show. Like, there's a few cities in the world that can pull off a destination pen show. London's one of them, and they haven't had that for mm-hmm. a long time. It's more just been a local show, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. So interesting. We'll be watching. There's a new tech show in town. Yes. A new Hobonichi called The Day Free. Uh, It is a monthly calendar with a blank notebook. The idea being that they said from their customers 
that some people wanted more or less than one page per day、mm-hmm. in the techo. So they have created a notebook that has the month part in it, it has the yearly index part in it, but the inside is plain.、Mm-hmm. Now, I'm just going to say, they've been paying attention to what I've been talking about,、mm-hmm. uh, about the way that you make a, a journal by not pre printing the page numbers so you can let people. Create their own frequency of how much they're filling in the notebook. But、uh, that's what it is. It's thinner than the cousin or the techo,、um, which is an interesting choice.、Uh, what do you think about this? It's interesting. It's not for me. It's essentially a notebook, a Hobonichi techo notebook、yeah. in a, a, thick, a thick notebook. They've always made like a thin. Pocket size, you know, like A6, B6 type of pocket notebooks with this paper in it and the grid. But now this is more of the bound style that you're used to in the Techo、mm-hmm. um, with just the, the、uh, two page per month calendar in the front section. So, you know, 24 pages of that and then. Um, the rest of it being a notebook, which I think is cool. Like, I like it's totally fine, but it, it's a notebook, right? Like, it's pretty much like a notebook. If someone really buys into like the, the Hobonichi system, I think the date ones are going to be, you know, more popular. But I'll be interested to see how people will use these going forward and if it becomes a thing. But it's really, you just kind of got to look at it going into a notebook. This, this is like a good setup for bullet journalers, right? You have your base calendar in the front, and then they can use the rest of the notebook interior to create their own bullet journal system. I think you're going to see a lot of that, which I think is great. Like it's fantastic. It's a, it's a cool new product.、Uh, yeah, I think it looks nice. I think it's a nice idea, at least, anyway, to give、mm-hmm. people more flexibility with the system that they want to make inside of a notebook that they want.、Um, so I think that's really great. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm interested to see. So all the Hobonichi stuff is now open and available for order. So I'll be anxious to see what everyone's getting.、Um, I always enjoy the pictures of that. I, I didn't order any, I haven't ordered anything like on Hobonichi Day for, you know, a couple of years now because I've just, I don't use their covers necessarily. And that's the most important thing to get. I think if you're going to do this, you can get the, the interior, you can get the paper, but the exteriors, those always sell out. And those are always really, really cool. They have some cool patterns and things. But I, I Passed. I didn't I didn't pass on this next item, Mike. Our, our good friend Mike Rohde, his sketchnote idea book did finally launch on Kickstarter. I know he was thinking about launching it last month and they ran into a couple of things with the with the platform and they got it going yesterday. I'm a backer. I'm a happy backer.、Um, I love what Mike does with the whole sketchnote world. He is、uh, one of the leaders. Of that group.、Um, you know, one of the, he's at the forefront of all the sketchnoting and, you know, the education behind it and how useful it is. So it's a great product. It's a great person to support. And I definitely wanted to give him a shout out on this show. I think I have a couple of those coming from Airship, who was his notebook partner.、Um, so I'll, I'll definitely give one away as well. But I am happy to back it. The price is ridiculous. Like, If you're into this type of thing for, you know, just like notebooks and sketchbooks, the price is crazy good. Like, I was, I was surprised when I went it because I didn't know the price before I went and backed it. I was going to back it regardless. I was like, oh, I don't really? Know why they're doing、That's, it for that price. Yeah, it's really good. It, it's $20, it's, you know, basically. It's, it's not, what, $19. It's $20.、Yeah. It's $19. The future price is $25. And that's still probably like a really good deal. So, yeah, that, go check it out if you're into. Um, not just sketchnoting, this is like a really legitimately good、um, sketchbook. They had a bunch of avid artists and journalers put this through the ringer, and you can see all the pictures. and Yeah, it looks impressive. All right.、Uh, what else have we got here?、Uh, should we take a break, actually? Because then we've got some, some things. Yeah, the next, the next two things are a little bit talky,、um, even though they're shortlisted in the notes、okay. section. So, yeah, let's hit a sponsor and then we'll dig into something new. Let's talk about Squarespace. You can make your next move with Squarespace so that you easily create a website for your next idea or project. And with a unique domain name, award winning templates, and more, they have everything that you're going to need to put your next project online. It's an all in one platform, actually. There is nothing to install or patch or upgrade. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff with Squarespace. They've got you covered. I love all of their templates. There are so many different options you can choose from depending on the type of website that you want to build. But they're also really customizable. Like you can just basically throw it all away and just use the basic layout. 
layout and features of that template. I love how you can drop in different pieces of functionality. Like if you need a gallery, you can do that. Like I, I really, and their app is so good. Like there, I haven't tried out the Squarespace app in a while. I actually just was building a new Squarespace website over the weekend, and their new iOS app, especially on the iPad, is amazing. Like you can I actually like, her. oh, it's so good. You can like rearrange the design of the website and stuff. Like really fantastic. I was super surprised about just how good that's gotten. Because I haven't tried their app in a while, uh, but yep. I was, yeah, it's that that is really great. Uh, you can try out Squarespace for free right now by going to squarespace.com/penaddict. There's no credit credit card required to sign up for a trial, and then when you want to sign up for a plan, they start at just twelve dollars a month. But you can get ten percent off your first purchase of website or domain by using the offer code penaddict when you go to squarespace.com/penaddict. So once again, that is the code penaddict at squarespace.com/penaddict to get ten percent off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. Pen addict, all the codes. Love it. Mm, all the great codes. All right, so a couple of months ago, we talked about what my perfect journaling setup would be, right? We were trying to, we knew this time of the year is coming. September is, you know, new journal and planner season for 2020. That's when all the products launch. So, we had been talking about how successful I had been this year with my Sumkin A5 journal that I enjoyed the layout and I enjoyed the size and everything about the the product. And it was, a, it was a surprise to me. Like I'd never heard of the brand before and it was just one of those things I tried and it stuck. So we talked about what other possibilities I had for the type of layout that I'm looking for. And several, several things come up, came up. Um, and one of them being like a very recurring theme in my email inbox after that episode was, have you ever tried a disk bound system? So if you're not familiar with what a disk bound system is, um, Levenger made them popular in the US where, you know, you essentially have rings in a notebook, uh, f- like almost like a folio cover. And then the paper just slot notches into these rings and the papers made to be removable and not just to be taken out of, but to be shifted within the notebook. You can take it out, put it back in based on, you know, the way you set up your notebook. And the reason people recommended it because it is highly customizable and configurable, right? So it's not just a straightforward notebook and you're not fixed into whatever format you buy. Like we were talking about, you know, if I bought like the bigger Hobonichi cousin, I wouldn't use like the first two or three sections, you know, the meat of the notebook I would use, but I'm losing like a third of the notebook just didn't work for me with a disc bound system. You're not tied into that. So we talked about this on Twitter as well with a bunch of us um, bringing up William Hanna. And I know that Susan, who writes for The Pen Addict, is a big William Hanna fan. She has a couple of their products, She's reviewed them, and I've always been fascinated by the style and look of their product. And some of my friends at pen shows also carry these around, these disbound systems from William Hanna. So I've got to handle them and I've always really enjoyed them. And William Hanna got a hold of essentially our Twitter conversation and reached out to me. So uh, Dave, the owner, he is a super nice guy. He's like, I don't really do Twitter. You know, I'm not really, I'm still trying to figure out this social media thing. But like, I saw you talking about this and I think we can maybe make something that you're talking about. And I was like, well, now my interest is peaked. And <laughs> so Dave hooked me up. So big shout out to Dave. I was able to order my own um, at no charge um, to William Hanna. Uh, hashtag uh, disclosure. Hashtag not an ad. Hashtag um, influencer lifestyle. <laughs> but Dave, Dave hooked me up and I got to build. So one of the, there's obviously a bunch of features we could talk about. It, and I'm not going to go into everything today. Well, because I just got it last night, but basically you can customize every step of the way of your cover and of the paper formats you get on the inside. So like I got to build a cover. So I have like a purple leather with a lime green stitching and this, you know, bright blue turquoisey interior suede thing. So like it's, you know, I got to pick something that's really, really for me. And then I got to pick all the interior papers. And one of the things he wanted to do for me to test out was he sent me each of their little paper formats. They're essentially pre-built and you buy a pack of them, say 30 pages. I don't know what the count is. So he built a pack of the layout that I wanted with seven days horizontally on the left and then the right page, a note page, right? So 
he built the layout that I like from the Sumkin and sent that to me like as a prototype. So I'm going to be testing that out. You'll be hearing me talk a lot about this. A lot mm. of people want to know how does the paperwork for this, you know, brand. That's like their first first consideration. P- listeners of this podcast, they're like, "Cool, we we're, we're fine with like expensive notebooks and whatever you want to do, but mm-hmm. only if the paper's good, right? Nothing else matters to a lot of us except the paper because I don't care how nice your notebook is if you don't enjoy writing in it. Well, then it's going to be an issue." So uh, my first test, it passed with flying colors. I have it out on Instagram. I just did it this morning. Um, but all of this is to say, I'm going to give this a give this a shot and test this out. I'm really like my wheels are spinning how I can set this up. And I'm feeling pretty good about the layout. And we'll talk more as I get like, I don't even have it set up and organized how I want yet. Um, a lot of the paper inserts are still loose, but I have like all my dividers and all my pages and I'm going to build it out how I want. And I'm pretty thrilled about it so far. So, uh, thanks Dave for, uh, for, uh, taking care of me. And, um, as a side note to that, while we were having that conversation, Zoom can reached out <laughs> as well, Uh-oh. I guess like it's like planner hype train. So we're about to have a throwdown apparently. Um, so I've got some stuff coming from Zoom can too. hashtag influencer life. Look at you. So yeah, William Hanna is a UK company, Mike. So uh, you just need to go knock on their door. Like they're next door, right? That's what it means. I think they're so. In the UK. They're just, they're just okay. around the corner. Okay. Okay. Let me know. Let me tell tell Dave hi. Go out to lunch. I'll try. I'll do my best. So yeah. So I have lots of planners to go through, Mike. You got one from <laughs> I me have, too. I have yours. Like I showed that off on, on uh, Twitch yesterday, which I actually we're going to talk about in a minute. And we talked about like, okay how I, you know, wasn't really understanding like what I need to do. Then I went through it and, you know, oh, we'll, we'll talk about that. I've got more something too, so. for you, my friend. Yeah. Good. I've got like, there's like a whole, I got like a whole website. So good. that's, it's basically ready now. So I'll, good, good, good. I'll yeah. I knew, I knew this was coming and like, this is something that I'll need because I'm not someone who has followed it from inception. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know like the full backstory. I just know the general idea and then taking that system and implementing it to me um, is where like, I need that starting point of the website, right. To see like examples and ideas and things like that. So yes, that will be perfect. Please send that to me because something like that lives in conjunction with something like this William Hanna notebook, right? This is more of a planner notebook where I think the theme system is more of a journal. And we've talked about this before, how I separate those two things. Yeah, those are is two different ideas. and structured for some, right. around what you want your yearly theme to be. Right. So there is a website that I've been working on. That was the one I was talking about in the Squarespace ad. Uh mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Good. I can't wait for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can send me a sneak preview. Oh, I will. <laughs> so that wasn't the only new thing I had to talk about this week. I, I have to talk about the Diamine Inkvent calendar. Mm-hmm. Did you get a chance to look at this link before I, the show today? No, I don't know why I missed this one. I feel like I looked <laughs> at everything else except this, and I'm <laughs> very intrigued. Right. That's how I was. So... You know, a lot of people are familiar with an advent calendar around Christmas where you basically have a 25 door envelope portal into one a day, you know, as you know, throughout the month of December from the 1st to the 25th. And it's supposed to be, you know, I don't, I don't won't profess to know the whole story why these exist, but you know, every day, you know, like the kids would always enjoy like opening up the door and getting a piece of candy or whatever it is on the lead up to Christmas. And Diamine this year made an ink event calendar where you get a ink sample for every day leading up to Christmas for 25 days. So behind every door, on this Inkvent calendar, and we'll have the link in the show notes. I got this one from Cult Pens. They wanted to send this over to me to take a look at it because I was talking to them. They are so excited about this thing. They're like, we we have to send you one of these. Do you want one? I'm like, yeah, but I don't know what it is. And they're like, oh, just wait. And it is really, really cool because, Mike, as big of an ink portfolio Diamine has, they made 25 new inks that are behind each door. <laughs> of this event calendar, right? 
So, and they all have like Christmas themed names like uh, Nutcracker and, you know, Jack Frost. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Jack Frost is one. Fire Emblem. Um, and, and just on and on and on. So each one of them has a, a, a specific name. So the, the small vials every day is a seven milliliter vial. So they're like, you know, small, like basically like a double your sample sample size, um, you know, whatever, you know, sample vials you get. So there's definitely enough to play around with and 25 of those. And the, the last day is a special 30 milliliter, you know, in the, in the, in the calendar with a bang type of thing. So yeah, I went through this on Twitch yesterday. We went through all the inks. Um, I didn't sample the colors, but we looked at all the, all the names and everything. And that brings me to my new Twitch stream schedule. I was anxious to get back in September. I had to get through the summer and get through all the travels and I'm back on Twitch now. Um, and I'll break out this video. Like I'll be able to go clip just the diamine ink vent calendar discussion. I'll throw that over on YouTube. Um, and it's mostly unedited form, um, soon, but every Tuesday, Thursday, I'm going to try, I'm planning on it. It's on my schedule, 10 AM Eastern till, you know, maybe as late as two. So maybe a four hour stream, um, twice a week. And then maybe a little extra fun time on Sundays. And what I do on Twitch, if you haven't seen one of the streams, is we I'll generally talk about like a stationary topic for the first hour, hour and a half of the stream. And after that, like the stationary talk just kind of ends. Like you can't go on and on and on forever um, about stationary. And then I'll pop in a game. Uh, recently, like yesterday, I played No Man's Sky, which I love. Mm. So it's usually something like that or Destiny I'll be playing. But it's really, I'm not playing those games to like, necessarily talk about the games we do just to chat but it's really just an open platform for us to talk about pen stationary life whatever we want to talk about and it's just kind of my idea of office hours while having a little bit of entertainment going on in the background so i'll be working on that going forward so that's uh that's my ink vent and twitch discussion that i wanted to have but this this ink vent Thing. It's going to go on sale October 1st, I believe. So check your, your favorite pen retailer. And thanks to, to Cult Pens for sending me this to check out. And I bet this vanishes off the sites really quickly. Mm. Um, it's not cheap. I think it's around 90 bucks US. Um, but I was impressed with the thought that went into it. Like I didn't think I was going to totally get it. You know, like, oh, okay, like it's this real kitschy niche, not a big deal thing. But they they did a good job with this whole setup, um, especially, you know, building new ink colors and names just for this. So it's great. This is a good idea. I think it's fun. Yeah. And we're, we're going to review all the ink colors on the pen attic. So that's one thing I'm working on. Um, so I'm going to work oh. with uh, Susan and do like an entire. So she her schedule day is Fridays. So we're, we're trying to figure out how we're going to do it and when we're going to do it. Right. Like, do we do it? Wait and do it in December. But then everyone's already bought them and knows what they all are. Or do we do it like in October to kind of preview like what's coming or is that like spoiling it? So well, we're, I feel like we're having those discussions. Basically see what happens about the, uh, like about how popular they are. Like if it sells out, then there's no point doing it beforehand because nobody can buy it. So you may as well true. just do it every day. True, true, true. So we're, we're working on that, but I'm going to send this off to Susan. Uh, she does a real good job with the ink reviews. So, and uh, she'll enjoy it. And I'm anxious to see what she does. Sounds good. All right, cool. Should we take our final break and then do some uh, hashtag AskTPA? Yeah, I think we can get to some of them. Um, I have one, two, three, four pages of AskTPA. Yeah, yeah. We're going to do a, we, a, a small handful today, <laughs> and then we got more for later on. Yep. All right, our final sponsor of this episode is Eero. Eero is a game changer because it means actually being able to access internet from anywhere in the house. There's always that one room that has the unreliable Wi-Fi connection, and nothing is more irritating than watching your favorite show and just seeing it buffer and buffer and buffer. Eero will blanket your home with fast, reliable Wi-Fi, so you'll constantly have strong signal wherever you need it. It takes minutes to set up. You just plug it straight into your modem or router box, and you can manage everything from a super simple app, which actually do cool stuff like pausing the wi-fi where everybody's eating dinner and you'll even get alerts if any device tries to join your network during that time which is really useful 
uh, and kind of funny to me. Eero has <laughs> fixed all of the Wi-Fi problems that you're going to experience at home. No more dead spots and no more buffering. Mr. Brad Dowdy, tell me something about your Eero setup at home. Well, I was giggling like the shutting off the Wi-Fi at dinner time. We don't do that, but you can make these rules where at a certain amount, at a certain time of the day, like in a time window, these certain devices don't get access to the internet. I'm like, yeah, I have two kids. This is going to be fantastic. So we, have, you can build like these whole rule systems in inside Eero and these little buckets to like sort out the devices and and. Uh, restrict um you know the 9 p.m to 7 a.m time frame from your teenage daughter um you know from accessing the wi-fi so yeah it's a not only that it just it just blasts the internet through my house which you know i really need i my normal modem doesn't cover my entire house but the with the Eero plugged in it's it's from wall to wall corner to corner so yeah it's perfect yeah you really do need that (laughs) i do all right, cool. If you want to go and get your own Wi-Fi fix, just like Brad did, go to eero.com slash pen. That's E-E-R-O dot com slash pen and enter the code pen, P-E-N at checkout to get free overnight shipping with your order. That's E-E-R-O dot com slash pen and the code pen at checkout to get your Eero delivered with free overnight shipping. You need to use that URL, eero.com slash pen and the code pen for free overnight shipping. Our thanks to Eero for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. I've been holding this first question, Mike, for about a month now. So I want to apologize to Sydney right out the gate. But it was such a cool, short, direct email that I had to read it. So the title of this email I receive in the Pen Addict email box is Just the Beginning. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) where is this going? And what we're going to read is literally the entirety of the email. And it begins... I'm sorry this isn't formal. I'll improve in the future. For now, starting my list of questions. And then Sydney proceeds to machine gun five questions, unrelated, related, whatever. And I find it kind of amazing that this was the thought process process behind this. So I love this email. Thank you, Sydney. First one, what do you think about back to school season? I, of course, love it. Um, it's much better as an observer and than a participator. Um, what I mean is I have two kids in eighth grade and sixth grade and shopping for their back to school supplies is paramount to torture, um, because you're very fixed on what you can and cannot buy. And it's usually a bunch of junk and it's like, I would be they would be better served if I just got to pick like I had a general category of pens and I could buy them pens, but no, we can't have fun on that. So the general idea of back to school season was much more romantic when I was a kid. Like my kids still love picking out all this stuff, but I look at it and going, Hmm, we can do a lot better. So the idea of back to school season, lovely, the process of participating in participating in it, not as lovely. What do you think about that, Mike? Well, I mean, I used to enjoy it very much as a kid. Mm-hmm. Back to school was awesome because I got to go and buy all of my new uh, things, right? I yep. have not yep. had to see it from the other side yet. Right, right. So just I'll, I'll throw this out there for the collective listenership. Were there any new pins you found at back to school season this year? Because I didn't really see Well, I don't pay attention to it now in that way. Yeah, no, I'm just talking about like the listeners who were out there. Like I was in the aisles for back to school season and there was no compelling pens. Like, or have we lost like pen release time being back to school season for like the store brands, um, you know, the things that end up on the store shelves. So that's just a, a general question I'd like to explore a little more with the listeners. So give me some feedback on that. Mm-hmm. Next question. Could you consider doing an episode on binders and accessories? No. <laughs> I, I I say that I'm I'm being unfair, but there's just not enough to talk about. Like I have this disc bound system, like that's the bindery and accessories we're playing with these days. From a back to school perspective, I don't think it would be really worthwhile for what this podcast is. Like I I think that would just not there wouldn't be a lot to talk about because you know what the binders that you're getting for back to school time are generally poor in quality. Like it wouldn't be a fun type of thing unless we get into some of the japanese stuff which then of course those binders and accessories are rad so maybe one day but most likely not next question why haven't you turned the panatic logo into a notebook yet you see do you like these questions mike this is a really enjoyable list of questions 
I like the the, the uh, <laughs> attitude. <laughs> <laughs> I love every minute about it. Um, I'm thinking about it. We did one for a Kickstarter campaign that turned out nice. I have an idea for our, like a really out there notebook of something that I I don't uh, wouldn't normally do, and I just haven't pursued it yet. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll do something probably sometime with that. Next question. With your opinion on big box stores, what do you think the American stationery market to do to stand out or even get back to its former glory? I think that's kind of what I was talking about uh, just a second ago without reading this question in advance is that there, there's just there's no innovation in this market, right? It's just, you know, a race to the bottom for pricing and scale, like how much, how many cheap products can we sell at once, right? There's no initiative for any retailer or any manufacturer to make specialty goods for the U S market based on how the U S consumer buys these goods, right? We don't have, we are more spread out in a wider geographic area to where we don't have like the specialty stores in general, like you would find like in big cities like New York, San Francisco, Chicago, you know, those areas can sustain smaller niche stores that other countries have at a greater frequency than the u.s does and i don't think we're ever going to get that back so finally sydney could you do a few posts on the classes available at pin shows i don't know well can you <laughs> i don't um, do te- posts so technically the for you. technically i could but it wouldn't be more than like I don't get to go to the classes, so I can't review them, but like I could look at the, like something like the San Francisco Pen Show class list, which is amazing, but like I'm not going to be able to say anything that's not like listed on the Pen Show websites. Like they did a great job detailing every class. Like look at the San Francisco Pen Show website and see how they describe and go into detail for each class. It's not just like a header you know, of, you know, whatever the class is going to be. It's like a full detailed description. So until I go to classes myself, I can't review the specific classes. I don't know that I would. I don't know. That would be, I guess it would be beneficial. I could see that, but I don't know how that would work um, in the big picture. So I just think that that's, that's actually a great question, but I just don't have that experience. So maybe I need someone who goes to a lot of classes to write like a series of guest posts about attending classes at pen shows. I think that's a pretty good idea. Sydney, I hope you listen to this episode. I held your email for way too long. It's at least a month old, but um, (laughs) I, I really wanted to get to it because I love how they put it together. So it's wonderful. Next up, Michael. Just picked up a Sailor Pro Gear extra fine from Pensachi, and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised that the EF doesn't seem that much different than my Sailor Pro Gear medium. Do you find this to be the case too? In any case, it's freaking gorgeous. Have you seen what Michael is talking about, or have you had any experience with this? Because yes. I can speak on it a little bit, but I want to hear what you say first. My experience with Sailor Nibs, and one of the reasons that I will continue to buy all sailor pens that I want and most of the time don't even bother really feeling anything about the nib is because I know that every experience will be good. And so I feel like I noticed the difference between fine, medium, and broad in sailor nibs, for example, what to be way less uh, of a surprise to me because even a fine works well for my needs where other pens are not. That's not that case. Do you see a wide difference in line variation from do you have any ef sailor nibs i don't have any EFs, i'm not but sure I have a fine. okay so i can speak about this a little bit and the reason i keep questioning you is because i think michael that this is a little bit of a thing only with sailors extra fine nibs they in my experience as someone who uses sailor extra fine nibs they tend to have more tipping than their fine and medium counterparts. Like, I feel that Hmm. Sailor Fine and Sailor Medium nibs, I get a very clean, sharp edge line with. With the Sailor Extra Fine, it's almost to me, and this is just purely anecdotal, non-scientific, me just riffing off the top of my head, that the nib is rounder and the line is not as sharp edged and therefore there's not as much line variation and therefore I don't adore 
the extra fine nib as much as I do the fine and medium from Sailor, which is why, you know, I got my Sailor Riallo ground to a needle point. Then I can tell the difference, which, you know, that's even more extreme. So yes, I kind of agree with what you're saying, Michael. Like there's not a, I see more, I see difference from the medium for sure, Mm -hmm. but the fine Sailor nibs are almost equivalent to their extra fines in my experience. Interesting. Yeah, I don't have any extra fines. <laughs> Alexander wants to know, I'm looking to spend 300 to $500 on my first more expensive pen, and I've got my eye on that Sailor 1911 Large Stormy Sea. That's a beautiful pen, by the mm-hmm. way. But there are other pens, are there other pens you would recommend in that range? At the moment, I'm rocking the Pilot Falcon and the Lamy Studio, all of which are great pens. So like, the entire listenership of this podcast is yelling, uh, Brad's going to say Pilot Custom 823, which is right in that $300 range. And I think that's a great um, a great pen. I would probably lean towards something like a Pelican M600 or probably 800. You can get at the upper end of that price range in one of their limited materials, which their limited editions aren't extraordinarily limited. They're very accessible. I think the Pelican experience is amazing if you like a wider nib, like depending on how you how you like to write. If you like the Pilot Falcon, um, like a Sailor medium nib, you're probably not going to enjoy as much. So it depends on your writing experience. It's a very wide, wet nib um, from Pelican, even their extra fines, um, which I enjoy. But that's all like, for example, with Sailor, I can use their entire range of nib sizes. With Pelican, I only use their extra fine nibs just because they're, they get too wide for me. So think about that. Um, after that, you know, I guess you're looking at something like Aurora, who makes some nice piston fillers in that price range. Um, and that's, that's kind of my list there. You know, I think, um, you know, Pilot 823, um, Aurora Optima, Pelican M6 or M800, depending on the style and color you're and nib you're looking for. So that's uh, that's kind of that range where you can get some really good stuff and and definitely shop it around. There's plenty of other things I haven't mentioned. See if something catches your eye. Feel free to email me to elaborate. All right, let's do two more quick ones, Mike, um, and then we'll call it a day. So from Coma Dell. Any is there anywhere one can purchase or view Franklin Christoph pins in the UK or Europe? It's a great question, and I don't think there is. You know, unless you go to a pin show and you happen to luck into someone, they don't have any retail presence anywhere for one, and then they do special editions on and off for different companies and brands. Um, you know, in different parts of the world, but I don't know that they've ever done one for a European brand. I'm mm. sure I'm probably missing something. But as a general rule, they're a manufacturer, but not a retailer, right? They don't sell, they don't wholesale their pens to retail markets. So you're, no. unless you go to a pen show and they're there, you're going to have a hard time um, seeing like what their lineup looks like. I do often wonder if like, I know these companies are not, they're not, vendors you know they don't they don't right. sell wholesale and i understand why they wouldn't do it in their home country mm-hmm. but like i do wonder if there could be a benefit for a company like franklin the size of franklin christoph to right. to make a uk vendor hold a small part of right. their range yeah you know? i could totally see that absolutely absolutely I know it's I know like, there are like a million logistical challenges, like logistical sure. challenges that I literally have myself with mm-hmm. the products that I sell, but it's just a it's just right. a thought. Yep. Yep. No, that the way that market is growing, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some type of partnership, uh at least a small partnership, uh, you know, in the in the coming years. Like mm-hmm. I could see the possibility of that. Last one for today, and I apologize if we haven't gotten to your questions. We have a bunch of great ones, and this one I wanted to get to. It has come up before, and I answered them directly the moment they sent it to me because I was concerned. And Harry asks, if you still have ink in your pen when you go to clean it, do you squirt it back into the bottle or down the drain? I worry about contaminating the bottle with tainted ink, and that's the exact reason why you don't do that. So Harry was on it already, worrying about contaminating the bottle. Um, you know, if you only ever use one ink and you want to dump it back in the bottle for 
whatever reason, I guess maybe, but even then with it being more exposed to the elements and temperatures, and even though you might not see things immediately, I never put ink back into the bottle from a pen that has been filled. Like that just seems like just in general a bad idea, but like that's the kind of question we need to answer frequently just because people don't know like who are getting into fountain pens. They're like, well, I don't want to waste all this ink. I have all this ink, but I really want a new color in this pen. What should I do? Um, The answer is dump it, honestly, Um, even though that doesn't seem like the right thing to do. Like you should, I want to save it somehow. That's generally going to not work out well in the long run more times than not. So, um, you don't do that, do you, Mike? No, I dump it in the drain. Okay. My feeling on this typically is like when I'm filling a pen, like the amount that I actually have is not that much. Like I don't have that much ink, you know? Right. So like that, that I'd be getting rid of. So like I'm not really saving that much. So I may as well just do it because mostly it's like the pen. It's like, I was like, oh. Sometimes, like for me, I have so many orange inks, I don't even know what ink mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Right? Like, right. I yeah, have, that's happened to me, is sure. Is this uh, Iroshizuku? Is this Fire on Fire? Is this Lucky <laughs> Orange? Like, who even knows? Like, uh, But I just am going <laughs> to fill it up with one of, the, uh, one of them, I guess. Yeah, and it's probably like less than one milliliter of ink. Like, it's such a fractional amount. Mm-hmm. Just dump it for sanity and safety reasons. Yep. Like, you just got to get rid of it and start fresh. Like, that's my belief with fountain pen inks and filling and cleaning. Get rid of it. Start fresh. The Brad Dowdy way. That's right. If you want to find links to this episode, go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 375. You can find Brad online at penaddict.com. You can go to twitch.tv slash penaddict. You can go to at Dowdyism on Twitter, penaddict on Instagram. And I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. Thanks again to ExpressVPN, Squarespace, and Eero for their support of this show. And we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad Dowdy. Goodbye, Brad Dowdy.